Welcome back again to Kids These Days. I'm Tara Reynolds, and I'm the high school discipleship director here at Memorial Drive Presbyterian, and I'm sitting here with my very good friend, Rachel Poiski. She's the children's ministries director here. How you doing, Rachel? I'm doing well, thanks. Great. Good. So glad. So how you, how's life? Life's I feel good. like I haven't seen you in a while. I know, you know, with... School starting. Yep. And that's always like this flurry of activity, but I'm feeling organized right now. Good. Organized is good. Because I've I've got this plan. Well, okay, I hate to cook. Like I just Oh my gosh. I detest preaching to the choir here. (laughs) And I'm not very good. (laughs) So I decided I was gonna simplify my life. And I went through and I was like, okay, what are ten meals that I can cook fairly decent? And that took a lot of work to find those. <laughs> and then, do, are they also meals that all of my family will eat? Which also that takes is a lot of work. Yes. Yes. So I had I come up, I came up with ten meals, That's and I'm just good. rotating them not on weekends, but every ten days. Nice. So far, it's going really well. Yeah. Well, that's smart too because there's probably some bound to be some weeknights where you're out, like your family's doing something. Yeah. There's some game or there's some activity, and right. so. You're really probably eating one of your meals maybe once, twice a month. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty good. So it's good. Although I had a disaster a couple nights ago. I was being so good. I was cooking everything for the week, putting in the freezer, blah, blah, blah. And um, I made this big pot of vegetable soup, which I love. And I eat for lunch and I was going to eat for dinner. And then (laughs) I fell asleep and just left it out. And it was just like goop (laughs) next morning. Goop. goop, vegetable goop. It Who wants some vegetable goop? <laughs> salvageable. So it's really deflating, but yes, it's okay. It's all right. Well, I'm I'm sad. Yeah, we lost the soup. Was lost a casualty. May but... I rest in peace. <laughs> but other than that, I'm excited about my meal plan. So I'll keep you updated. Okay, good to know. Yeah, it's exciting. And actually, so this is fun. I think this is the first episode we're doing this. You actually picked our word for the week. I did pick our word time. for the week. So Rachel. What's our word for the week? I'm feeling so cool. (laughs) So our word for the week is bean boozled. Bean boozled. Mm, It's a game. That's yeah. I was gonna say that's a that's that game with. Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. So it's a game, and especially elementary kids love the game. I think middle school our middle schoolers play it too. Yeah, middle school probably too. So it's like uh, I think it's Jelly Jelly Belly Company, whatever. Yes. And they've created this game. And so you buy it, and it's different flavors, but they look the same. So, like, there's a white one, and it could be either, for example, coconut or rotten egg. And you don't know which it is. And so you spin this little spinner, and it tells you what you're supposed to eat. And it, the other ones are, like... Oh yeah, bar flavor yeah. and and like boogers, bugs and, and booger. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gross. It's and like it could be either popcorn, spoiled or, milk, or oh. popcorn. Yeah, so you could have like rotten egg or popcorn or spoiled milk or coconut, that kind of thing. Ooh, and they know? look exactly alike. So my kids and I bought it. I thought this can be fun. My kids and I love to play like board games together yes. and all that kind of stuff. So we got it. Oh my gosh, it was horrible it was horrible my son ended up like throwing up and 
bad. Family game night yeah, gone but wrong. But you know what? It was, it was family, family game night gone very wrong. Um, so, but a lot of kids love to play it. You know, it's just kind of fun just to do. And oh my gosh. we had a lot of fun with it. And it was all fun and games till somebody threw up. I was going to say, I want to know who like taste had to taste oh, test these products. You I know, because somebody. Oh, yeah, to test the taste testers. And <laughs> I never got a normal one. Like when we played, oh. like I got all the oh, really no. gross ones. And so it's just gross. But anyway, it is kind of fun. And the if you want. of the time. Yeah, if just... you want to be. I was looking really cool in front of my kids for playing it and eating all the gross things. So it, it is it is a fun way to connect with your family. But just I'm not exaggerating when I say have a garbage can ready. Ready for you. Yes. Well, it's just crazy. Because I didn't. Because it's like. That didn't, do well. didn't end well. The the snacks of the time have just really changed. <laughs> like, being boozled so is just, you know, it's a normal, what, normal thing. So what what was like a snack when you were a kid? What was on your... <laughs> Definitely wasn't being boozled. <laughs> <laughs> Baby wipe flavored jelly beans. <laughs> That's so gross. That's so gross. Uh, oh, gosh. Let's see. I think my favorite thing, like if I, when I was a kid... My mom packed this in my lunch. It was like the best day ever was Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. Yes. Those were good. Which is funny because now as an adult, when I'm like, I know what a Dunkaroo is, it's basically just Teddy Grahams and like canned frosting. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and you had it, but you had it in that tiny little package. And it was like that tiny little thing of frosting was life. It was like, (laughs) oh my goodness. And then you were done eating the Teddy Grahams, the dip, the dipping cookies. Yeah. I would like get it with my finger. (laughs) Oh, man, I never left any frosting. You know, my favorite snack, you're going to be so grossed out. In fact, they could make a bean boozle flavor out of it. Oh, ew, (laughs) what? (laughs) Vienna sausages. Oh, You know, they're in the cans, you know what I'm talking about? And they look like little sausages, little hot dogs. Yes. They're so good. No meat should ever be consumed out of the can. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's let's list them. Vienna sausages, spam. (laughs) Spam is gross. See, I'm not a tuna fan. My husband likes tuna, but. Well, yeah, tuna. I don't, I don't love tuna. I know. That's gonna... Or sardines. My brother, I, I'll up one up you. My brother, when he goes hunting, yeah. he takes canned sardines and crackers. And he oh, just my eats. husband eats those all I, the time. Why? When you go, you know, it's one of those foods when you're in the grocery store, and if you see a food and you think, who eats that? It's your It's husband. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's like he's from um, Finland originally. His ancestors, oh. whatever, and they like pickled herring, like pickled Oof. fish with mayonnaise. Ew! I know all That's these so can be bean boozled flavors. Yeah, that was gonna say we can make bean boozled flavors out of everything your husband likes to eat. Ew, gross. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I think Dunkaroos. Is a wins over Vienna. So I can't. Do you still eat Vienna? No, like, do st- I do not still eat them. Ugh. They're so gross. Ugh, not a not a, not a huge yeah. I fan. guess we're not getting like ad time from Vienna sausages. Yeah, I guess not. Now, Sorry, but. Vienna sausages. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> but what? Are, so tell me, what are we what are we talking about today? Well, today I that kind know. of leads in all our snacking. It leads into what we're talking about today. Oh, we sweet. are talking about family dinner. Family dinner. Yeah, and it's kind of, I think family dinner is one of the most underrated parenting tools that we have. Really? Yeah. I mean, when I call it forest group therapy, you know, it's like, <laughs> what other time can you force your kids to sit down and look you in the eye and talk to you, you without any them. interruptions? 
like part Give of them it. food. <laughs> yeah, they have to do it, right? Yeah, they that's have to true. Eat. That's a good point. So, you know, and there's been so many studies on family dinner. Just one uh, that they said, you know, frequent family dinners, they're related to fewer emotional and behavior problems, greater emotional well-being, and more trusting and helpful behaviors in kids, which I think that's so true. And, you know, researchers have been researching this probably over 15 years. And mm-hmm. they just talk about how important family dinner is for um, just for the brain and the health of all the family members. Uh, you know, some studies link lower substance abuse, um, teen pregnancy, depression, uh to families that have bit, that engage in family dinners, they just see lower rates of these things, you know. As well as some studies have also said that kids that engage in family dinners have higher grade point averages and higher self esteem, and there could be you know selection bias and all that kind of stuff with it. But I think the point is that family dinners are doing something. Yeah. They have a place in. Um, parenting and in family life absolutely so that's just what i wanted to talk about today is just one place one hour of your day or 30 minutes where you can really just pack a parenting punch you know you can get a lot done parenting in that in that time so i want to yeah yeah. tell me about how y'all do family dinner then yeah well so here's the thing i think you know you may say oh, we're running in 50 million directions, and how do we do family dinner? And I do think you make it a priority. I mean, we definitely Mm -hmm. make it a priority in our house. We don't have family dinner every night. You know, if we get three to four family dinners a week, that's good. And so, and that could be Sunday after church. That could be uh, Saturday morning breakfast. You know, it doesn't have to be family dinner. But if you can have at least four intentional family meal times, I mean, every day would be awesome great right but but if you can do that i think that's important so what we do is um we definitely turn off all electronics no phones nothing's allowed at the table no electronics at the table no phones at the table we can't get up to answer a phone turn the tv off turn the tv off there's no no tv no music anything like that i know some people like to have music at dinner but we just turn everything off and you know, like I said, I'm a horrible cook, so it's. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have been known to uh, just make nachos and put one bowl in the middle of the table, hey. and we eat the nachos out of the middle of the I'm table. I'm a nacho fan, so you I'm know. Okay with um, that. And if if your life is so crazy where you're like, I can't cook, and we sit down, then order a pizza. Order a pizza. Do some. Yes. Eat it together. It's the point of eating I mean, it together. Exactly. Together. Gotcha. And um, so I think that's something that's just and. I do want to just say real quick about uh, preschoolers. You know, I, I see a lot of families where, you know, because the toddlers and preschoolers, they eat so early, and so they'll feed them, and then they'll have dinner with their husband after the kids have gone to bed. Mm-hmm. And and I understand that. I do want to say, though, I want to encourage you, even if you're doing that you still need to try to have a family dinner time with everybody. And maybe you all still have your dinner after bed, which I understand that's a great time to connect with your spouse, um, you know, for husbands, wives to connect. But I would say still do something, a semblance of a family dinner with your toddler. And that's only going to be, I mean, how long do toddlers eat? Ten minutes, right? But the point is you're instilling that habit in your kids. So it's still a good opportunity, you know, to try. I know if 
they eat earlier, that's hard, but maybe on the weekends, you know, um, when everybody's at home, you can try to do it all together. And um, just to try to make that happen, even in toddler age, because I think it's important. You know, there's a lot of things that kids learn through family dinner. They learn social interaction, which is what we talked about last episode, you know, just how they learn relational skills, asking, how was your day? How was my day? You know, they learn that type of thing. They do learn manners. You know, we're always saying. That's true. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Please, thank you. Yeah. You know, I always say to my kids in the middle, I'm like, oh, gosh, you cannot (laughs) – you're not prepared to eat with the queen, you know, when they do something <laughs> crazy. I'm like, okay, the queen is not inviting you. Well, but. it does. I mean, now that you now that you talk about it, it's it's interesting because that's how I learned how to help around the house. I mean, that's like an easy way to have kids help around the house, teaching right. them to set the table. Yeah, how to you know take their dishes to the sink. Maybe how to load the dishwasher. I mean, those are just small things you can kind of tack yeah. on to that time together. Right. You're yeah. Just... And cooking. I mean, yeah, you know, that's, true. I, that's a skill that your kids need. You know, remember, I think parenting, we always have to remember that we're not just parenting for the moment. We're preparing kids to be independent adults. Mm. Cooking is a skill kids need to be independent adult. And so that is an opportunity as well. You know, my kids come in and help me cook. Um and usually it's better than what I made, you know, but right. um, that's that's also a skill that can happen. So I, I want to talk about just a little bit about things that I think should happen at a family dinner and things that shouldn't happen at a family okay, dinner. Okay, good. So things that should happen, one is to check in, you mm. know. Um, we we do our best part of our day and worst part of our day. That's what we do. We go around the table and highs and lows. Highs and lows. And some people sometimes someone's really grumpy and they don't want to share their high and low, and that's fine. But um, it does. Uh, it's just a way for me to hear what was going on in their day. And you know, I share. My husband shares. It's not just a kid thing. We share what happens. And you're so. teaching kids how to process. Yeah, to, that's really that's a valuable tool. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times the best part of our day is when we're hanging out with them, and we're able to say that. You know, yeah. like my husband will say, the best part of my day was going to eat lunch, you know, with our daughter at school, and things like that. So we can affirm that that's part our interaction with them was a best part of our day yeah yeah or the worst part if they're being grumpy (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah the other thing i think family dinner is really cool for that i've started to try to do is to share family stories oh that's great you know there's just so many things i realized just as i get older that i know about my parents and my grandparents that my kids have never heard the story like it's part of my story but it's not part of theirs and so um you know, and my kids have lost their grandmother. And mm-hmm. so I use that time sometimes to share a funny story about their grandmother to pass that down. That's awesome. So that they have that story because it's important and it can kind of, um, I don't know, it just becomes a part of who they are and Absolutely. to keep their, even, you know, for the grandmother to keep the, her memory alive. And, and I share funny stuff, you know, um, or, you know, share a story of like how you and your spouse met like that's a story they've probably never heard but it's that's a place where you can share it that's a fu- that's a great idea or you know talk about you know we've I, I know we've told them all the stories over the dinner table about how we pick their name and what oh, the, you know fun. and that was kind of fun or maybe like a vacation my husband and I took before we had kids so we thought it was fun well um, that's a great idea so and another thing we talked about is 
some bad days we had during childhood, you know, mm. just connect with them. So if they tell us a story that was really hard, then we try to say, oh, gosh, that happened to me in mm. elementary school. Some jobs that we had when we were young that they didn't know about, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think that's just use that as an opportunity to share some things that your kids may not know about you or your family. That's just a rich time to do that. that and it's fun and they idea. think it's interesting and that kind of thing. We also use it to talk about faith. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about um, we do talk about politics sometimes, the current events, and weave those into faith. Um, so that's a great opportunity. And I'm not saying it has to be super deep. I do know for some families, you know, they get out their Bible and do a Bible reading during family dinner, and that's a great opportunity to do that. But I think it's just even casual conversations about, um, you know, we use the time right before family dinner to pray for people, and I'll bring up so-and-so has a doctor's appointment tomorrow or mm. so-and-so sick. And so we try to pray for people at our family dinner time. Well, I remember when I was growing up and some of our best faith conversations happened. And my dad was a pastor, uh, but my mom and dad both just made it a huge priority to sit down to dinner. My mom was able to, you know, she she worked during the day when my brother and I were at school, but she was able to come home and, and make sure we had dinner on the table, which I always really appreciated, especially now looking back, because that was valuable time. And yeah. that was where my faith really grew a whole lot now that I'm reflecting, because uh, we were able to talk about things that we might not have been able to connect about if we didn't have that time that mm-hmm. was intentional there to to talk through our days and to and one thing my parents really helped me with was and what you're talking about is application you know being able to talk about especially when your kids are younger and yeah. they can't they might not be able to connect the dots on their own quite yet but you're teaching them how to kind of process and how to make things significant that they thought might not be you know it's like well how did that make you feel and yeah. And what did you learn from that? And, you know, well, this is what the Bible says about this. And just teaching them valuable lessons uh, that they can apply to their lives. That's really great. Yeah. Love yeah. Love that. So I think faith and I think also just about your own values. You know, my husband and I will bring up some things that maybe happened at work for us or happened with a friend and how we handled that. And just trying to kind of model some of that, you know, we handled it this way because this is what we believe is important and that type of thing. So, and then to dream, you know, we talk about, use it a time, we talk about family vacations we want to go on, things we want to do, things just, um, and family that can be really skydiving. Fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, or not. Yeah. Like, mm, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. But um, just make it, you know, really just a time to dream as a family about what you want to do or things like that. And so that leads me to what it isn't. Yeah. Because I think this is really important. You know, what you want to do, especially I think in the toddler and preschool and elementary years, is set a foundation of family dinner. So in the teen years, they're just used to it. Because if you you know, trying to start a family dinner, if you've never done it when they hit middle school, is going to be pretty hard. But if they're just used to it, if that's part of their DNA, then they're going to be, you know, you've already got that built in and you've set that foundation up for them to be part of family dinner. But the thing is, I think family dinner is not an interrogation time, Mm. especially for middle school 
in high school, like they shouldn't feel like family dinner is they're on the hot seat. You know, mm. that's not I, you can do that another time. But yeah. that really shouldn't be the time to make them feel like they're on edge and you're trying to just get it private information or anything like that. Mm. Um, you know, I would reserve I in my mind, family dinner is kind of a sacred space. Like the neutral territory. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to kind of connect, create positive connection, positive family time. So that's not the time for that. I think it's also not the time to talk about, you know, bad grades or things that went wrong that day. You know, if you and your um, teenager had a big blow up fight, you know, I wouldn't bring that to the table. You know, try as best you can to make that space different. And if you started out that way, people are going to come into the table. They're, they're still going to be upset. And that doesn't mean you don't, you know, I mean, I've said before, gosh, we've had a hard day today, haven't we? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for family dinner, we call it pushing the reset button, mm-hmm. you know, where we start over. And so sometimes family dinner is a great place to push the reset button when you've just had conflict with your child all day. Mm-hmm. You know, you say, okay, for family dinner, can we just push the reset button and start over? Absolutely. And so that's a great way to do that. So, I, yeah, I think that's not the time to talk about the F they got on their um, paper for that day. You know, that's an after-dinner conversation. Um, try to leave some space where it's just positive. Uh, and then even with um, – we do kind of fall into this, admittedly, my house, with the bad table manners, you know, and we start to get frustrated. It's like, will you please stop eating with your hands and wipe your mouth? and <laughs> And – there's a way to do that's nicer than I than I always do it. <laughs> don't make I mean, it the point. Don't make it the whole point. Don't yeah. get yeah right. I mean, you want to encourage all that, but I try to be a little more gentle reminders, like put your napkin in your lap and that kind of thing, and not um, be forceful about it. I don't want to turn it. I don't want to. And also, I know with picky eaters, that's such a sometimes with families, mealtime becomes a battle because of picky eaters and mm-hmm. all that and. As much as you can minimize that, I know that's that's difficult, but any ways you can try to just kind of lower, at least lower the anxiety about it mm-hmm. and lower the tone of it, um, because you do want family dinner to be a place where everyone can connect. So I think that's that's just important. Oh, man, it's making me want to sit down and have dinner with my family. It's so it's such a great time to connect and, like you are saying, just... I love the I love the idea of it being neutral territory. I just love the idea of uh, of it not being the place where you hash out all your problems. It's a place where you can just put that on hold for a second and then come in to the table together where it's a peaceful place. And then, and a lot of times when you push that reset button, uh, when you do come back to that conflict, your everybody's emotions have kind of come down a few notches, maybe because of that time that you took. A timeout kind of thing. So I love it. I love it. Family dinner. So great. Yeah. And there's, you know, if you're kind of still struggling with ideas or what to do, if you, you know, you feel a little kind of out of it, um, the family dinner project, it's, you can just Google it and that gives you some ideas for Mm, family family dinner dinner and that kind of thing. And, you know, and whatever you can do to make it, not stressful even getting there. You know, my husband cooks a lot and that helps me a lot and we switch out and that kind of thing. But work together to make it, I think one thing that can happen is 
you know, maybe if you're a mom listening and you think you have to take the whole thing on by yourself, but get the whole family involved Mm -hmm. and let them each kind of take a piece of it so it's easy to do. But family dinner are really, it's kind of my soapbox, but I think it's just such an important part of family life. And, you know, we're, our kids are just over-programmed, it's so busy, and and I know a lot of times we think connecting in the car is something we do, but I think there's something significant to family dinner that's different. And, it's intentional. Yeah, and I would even point to what did Jesus do with his disciples right before he left. Oh, wow, that's awesome, yeah. He, he ate, ate with, with them. them, and I think that, you know, he did the Last Supper with them. There's something significant about eating together that has some sacred space to it. Mm. And I think it belongs in our family, too. So I just want to encourage you, do family dinner tonight. If you got to go oh, out and get fast food, get fast food. But do family dinner, and um, I don't think you'll regret the time that you spent connecting with your kids. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you, Rachel, for that awesome, awesome time about family dinner. Really Really yeah. excited. I don't have a family to do that with yet, but I know that that's something I'm gonna wanna <laughs> I'm gonna wanna do. But anyways, thank you again, guys, for joining us for kids these days. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Whoa.